How's everybody going? Welcome to episode one of the Footy Boys podcast. And today, as always, during this series, I will be joined by my co-host in Bigger Footy. It's episode one, ladies and gentlemen. Get around here. Footy Boys podcast is up and running. (laughs) Oh, this is unbelievable seeds. Unbelievable scenes. Yes, you can. I am doing well, and I hope you're doing well. And let's get into it. Oh, it's exciting times here. Let's get into it. And um, it's exciting times because we're starting a footy podcast in December. So we're going to try and make this as interesting as we can. Yes, I I had a bit of a practice run with um, someone we won't talk about, my former co-host. And uh, wow. he hasn't sent over the footage. Rest in and peace. That, that was one of the deciding factors into getting the great bigger footy in here. Yeah. Anyway, we won't talk about that. The great. Uh, I think we get on to straight what is on everyone's mind at the moment, which is really the AFL trade period. It oh. was just wrapped up. Oh, the trade period, yeah. The draft just coming up. Um, yeah. who, who do you think's won this trade period bigger? <laughs> well, um, you know, I think not well, your club. I, yeah, definitely not my club. I think they had an absolute smelly trade period down there with the worst trade periods a club has ever had. Jeez, um, it is hard to go past the dogs, obviously, and like yes. at the last second, pick it up. Um, one of my favourite players, Adam Trelaw. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna mi- yeah. I'm gonna miss them, but you know, it is what it is now. But yeah, the dogs they had a r- really really good trade period, and um, yeah, it's just hard to go past how how good they went. Um, I don't think anyone else had a really good. Uh, maybe maybe Carlton, maybe Carlton. They had an Carlton okay are, trade Carlton period. Are quite Carlton, big with Zach Williams picking up, yeah. Yeah, I think Carlton did alright. I think Carlton did alright with the um, pickup of Williams and their pickup of Saad. Obviously, the Saad. Yeah. I think the Saad thing took a bit longer than it really should have. I think everyone would think the same. I think Adam Saad should have went to Carlton within like the first couple of days, but then it just went throughout the whole entire bloody, um, you know, trade period, which was ridiculous from my perspective. But you know, I think Essendon in that particular trade were asking too much for Saad. They were yeah. asking for bloody players. They are asking for a Sam Walsh to say, bloody hell, like, it's Adam Saad. It's not a Sam Walsh. Give it a rinse, mate. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Um, I mean, what? Do, do you reckon Carlton are a final side in 2021 with some very valuable pickups? <laughs> wow. According to everyone in my comment section in my <laughs> well, latest video... We should talk video, about that, shall we? We should hell, talk about everyone that. Everyone just thinks they're a straight-in top eight side. So, oh, get, oh, just relax, yeah? Just relax, Give okay? me some time. Uh, well, I think that they have the right list to make finals whether i think they will make finals next year though i don't i'm not too 100 percent sure on it quite yet sure you can have have all these great plays you can have these bloody you know fantastic spectacular players the dogs have had bloody spectacular bloody great players for a couple years now and they've just just been scraping into the eight for a couple of years now and um you know it, it's just 
I, I, I don't know. It's like the, they've got to play a really good style of footy. And, you know, this year, well, like in some bits of this year, the, the Blues, they were playing that really good, you know, really just... Uh, uh, I, I'm hard... It's hard to think of a word for it, but really, like, um, just good team footy, pretty much. They were having, like, a real good go at it, and that was... They normally do this every year. They normally have a patch of games, the Blues, where they have a really good patch of games. You think, okay, the Blues are cooking something. They, I can smell what the Blues are cooking. Ha ha. And, um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I yeah. haven't seen like a full year from Carlton where they've just been consistently good. I haven't really seen it yet. So I, I don't know when I can call the Blues, yep, they're going to make the finals this year. Because I feel like every year during the trade period, they pick up a player, the trade period or a draft to say, they pick up a player. And when they pick up that player, everyone in the trade period or the draft is just talking about, okay, geez, Carlton picked up that player, man. They they gonna go to real new heights this season. They do They're get gonna, overhyped a lot yeah, every they, year. They 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 really just the Blues get talked about a lot during the preseason, and then when it comes to the actual season. They always just don't start off well. They drop off and then they'll win a few games here or there and then they'll just, you know, go back to the bloody shell that they live in. So, personally for me, this isn't like Attack on Blues, but I don't know if they'll make the finals in 2021. Sure, you can say that they have all these great players. They have an amazing list. They've got bloody Patrick Cripps. They've got Walsh. Now they've got Williams. They've also got Sard. But, like, who knows? Who knows? You could have all these great players, but if the team doesn't click together, if they're not playing that great footy, if other teams are finding them out, it could all just go to shit. So, who knows? I reckon the how... um Colson's success yeah. has been in the recent years actually goes back in my mind to 2012 which has sparked a lot of this downfall for the Blues. They had Brett Raggan as their coach and I think they sacked him way yeah. too quickly. They had him they had them playing a good style of footy. Um I think they sacked him within 2 years which is quite absurd for a good up and coming coach. Now they now he's at the Saints and look where the Saints are going. They're they yeah. maybe a possible top 4 uh, team in 2021 so I think that really does go back to then Brendan Bolton hurt them for a few years and I think the coaching has been a big part of the Carlton uh, downfall mm. does, is David Teague the right man for the job at the moment jeez <laughs> like uh, it's a tough one it's a really tough one to put into perspective I think I think um <sighs> Throughout previous year, they're growing. They're, I think Teague is growing them in the right mentality. I think if the players like Teague, it's a good thing because that means that they all have a good mentality around the club. But I think with a club like Carlton, right, um, because they've had so much success over the years, it really, really builds from then. The coach then really has that pressure on his back to like really perform well this is what i think with all these big clubs these all these big victorian clubs right but it sort sort of what i think like you can take damien hardwick out the picture he was a shit coach at first and now look where he is now now look where he is now so you know not necessarily all clubs but i feel like there's just that great 
pressure on the back of coaches to perform well, considering that, you know, this team has already done great things in the past. So, and they've got rid of how many coaches now, the Blues, in the past couple of years? They got rid of Malthouse, they got rid of Radden. Bolton. Bolton, bloody hell. They've got rid of three coaches in the space of how many years? It's insane. So I, I feel like there's just a lot of success wanted at that club. There's really a lot of success wanted at that club. They're not really up for the patient game. They're not really there yet. I don't know. No, don't they're know. not. That's one thing I've noticed about the Blues over the years. And just talking about Ragham before, I now want to bring our heads over to the Saints. Mm. Um, definite top four favourites for this year, potentially yeah. sneaking in. I can't. Um, I seriously can't see the Saints finishing anywhere below sixth spot this year. I, I seriously can't. I have them fifth. Yeah. So, there, yeah, they're no a definite way. top four chance. Um, I, this is a bit of a blow, like... A big call. But within the next three to four years, can they break the drought? <laughs> can they do it? Do they have the young do they have the young list I mean, that yeah. can develop into a premiership <laughs> side? I think yeah, the simple answer is yes. I think yeah. ser- the serious simple answer is yes. I think with the now inclusion of Brad Crouch, it's definitely not Matt Crouch because Matt Crouch is like the longer and skinnier one. Matt Crouch is sort of the more bulky one. Uh, uh, Brad Crouch, I feel like I said Matt twice then. But um, yeah, uh, Brad Crouch, he's a good inclusion for the Saints. Their midfield is just sort of sparkling right now. I feel like if the Saints had their full side against the Tigers, they would have given the Tigers a run for their money. I really feel like they would have. Um, obviously, they had the out of Paddy Ryder, which really was an unfortunate yeah. scenario for them. You know, it was very unfortunate for all. How well fans. did he play in that Elam against the Dogs? It, it, it was yeah, clearly it, their best player. Exactly. And to, lo- and to lose him in the past few minutes, to then go up against the reigning premiers in the next <laughs> yeah. week, it just it wasn't a good scenario all <laughs> around for them. It's just a shit scenario to me, and yeah, really, but. Yeah, with the list that they have, I really think so. I really feel like um, Max King, I'm pretty sure that's the king that they have. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Max oh, King. Do they? Or is he a Gold Coast? Uh, I don't know. We'll it, say Max King. We'll say it's Max one king. of the kings anyway. Um, keeping up with the kings, eh? Uh, but yeah, Max King, he is... He will grow. He will definitely grow. Obviously, he's not at 100% like, you know, of... He, he's not playing to the uh, 100% ability that he could be playing at yet. Everyone knows that. He could be more than what he is now, which is, you know, if you're a Saints fan and you hear that, you're just like, okay, fuck it, Al. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think if he can grow, if the midfield can really, really start clicking together, because, like, all, they already did pretty much la- this season with, you know, all, all their players really just started clicking together this season, and they're going to bring in Brad Crouch. So if Brad Crouch can really just click in to the Saints side this season, they can they can really look like a threat. If they can kick more accurately as well, they can look like an even bigger threat. And I feel like Max King is one of those who can... He obviously needs to work a bit on his uh, goal kicking. Didn't kick too many this year, I think. It was like 24 or something. But, yeah, if he can kick a few next year and the years to come, they can 
really be building a good, strong, tall forward and really be a menacing type team that you don't really want to play against and you'd get scared against and have nightmares. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's one valuable asset for St. Kilda. And actually talking of droughts that have been broken within the past few years, the Doggies, I want to talk about them a little more. I, I have a few doubts with them. With mm. how Bontrelaw and McRae will all work together in the midfield. Yeah. I don't know how their chemistry will be. Mm. This is right. It, it's a really tough one This is right. 2021. This I think they right. need to grow over a year. Holy shit, dude. You've just, like, read my mind. This is the thing, right? The dogs, I, I don't feel like anyone said this as much, but I feel like the dogs have an overload of midfielders and I feel like the rest of the field is just left to bits and bobs like bits and bobs of players and stuff I feel like their midfielders are stacked they've got so many they're and they're great midfielders I'm not going to take it away obviously they've got <laughs> Trelaw, Bontempelli, McRae, Libertore, um, Hunter all these fucking great players. Well, you know, some of them don't play in the midfield, but they play close to the centre here and there. So, whatever. But, yeah, I feel like they've got so many midfielders, but the rest of the field is just left up to uh, one or two players. Like, I say, like, what? We'll say the forward line. That's probably left up... This year was left up to more Aaron Norton, right? It was more left up to the big Astro Norton. Um, the, back, the back line... It was sort of controlled here and there, but I, I, I didn't really pay too much attention to the dog's back line, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but I feel like it was just sort of a one-two sort of player back line and a one sort of player forward line. And, you know, some players would kick goals here and there, but I feel like there was that one player that was relied on in the forward line for the dogs this year. So no doubt, like, getting um, Trelaw, that that's a huge achievement. No doubt about it. But I feel like, and I don't know if you feel like it, but I feel like the dogs are way too stacked on midfielders when they don't need to be. I don't know if that's yeah. your take on it, yeah. but I feel like they've just got so many midfielders. A-grade and, midfielders. I mean, they're elite but, yeah. ones, but, like, I don't think how, how the chemistry will be rolling. Mm. It's a, it's, it's a really tough one. Really you can only put it up like you know you can uh, you can have these grade A midfielders and all that. We can only see the end product when the season starts. You can only see how they're going to click together when the season goes. Um, I, <sighs> Trelaw, he's great. He he gets what we'll say thirty touches pretty much every game. It's insane, you know yeah, all this. He's, he's crazy. He's crazy. He is crazy, but kicking efficiency wise. He's not 100% up there. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they play that into their hands. It'll be interesting to see how they play that. How Hopefully, like, they work on it, they get it better, but, you know, surely they were working on it at the pies, and, you know, some games he was still having pretty average kicking efficiency percentage, but... I don't know. We'll, we'll <laughs> it's the thing. Like they, we'll have to find out. They have we'll this have player, out. but if that player will work or will not work, only time will tell. Only time will tell. And that's yeah. what it is. 
I actually want to, um, uh, we're, we're jumping just from club to club right here. But I, um, <laughs> we're going on actually a bloody adventure <laughs> through all the clubs in all the, the clubs. bloody AFL. Going to the university from the 1900s. Bloody hell, infinity um, and beyond. Anyway. But this is <clears> my club we're going to be talking about now. The Dockers. Oh. And we were just talking about defenders. And I think... We have one of the most exciting young defensive lists yes. in the league. Reese Conker, Hughes, Bailey Banfield, <laughs> Reese Conker, Luke Ryan, Brangan Cox. I think it's really, really exciting. As a Dockers fan personally, Joel Hamling, who's getting a big old girl, Griffin mm. Logue, um, a Conger Blakely. Like you can just keep going and going. Do can, obviously our forward, our forward line is lacking the most. It is. Will our forward line cost us from having a decently, or actually a very nice up-and-coming young Um, midfield and a very, very good young up-and-coming defensive line? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But will our forward line cost us a final spot? What do you reckon? Uh, A final spot. Is it it up for grabs? I mean, (laughs) I feel like... I won't be surprised if you say no. It's a tough one. I feel like there is a chance. There's obviously a glimmer of hope. There is a glimmer of hope for the final spot for the Dockers. Um, Personally, last... Well, this year. I keep thinking it's last year, but this year is when this season happened. Um, The Dockers, I feel like during the... Nearing the end of the season, they played some great brands of footy. But what I found with that great brands of footy... I don't want to offend you or anything, was that... No, I reckon you're ringing my mind. It was a bit boring. I don't know if that's going to hurt you or anything. It was a bit boring. I'm nogging my head right now. I'm nogging my head. (laughs) But um, I feel like... Not to say it's a bad thing. Obviously, because the Dockers, they won a few games during the back end of the season. That's obviously a good thing because you're thinking, okay, we're winning a few games at the back end of the season. This is going to take into 2021. The thing that worries me is... Yeah. The thing that worries me is that that was against an inconsistent Melbourne mm. and a dreadful North Melbourne side. Yeah. So, and yeah. Uh, or if we're talking about Hawthorne, which was also during the back end, just a n- no effort Hawthorne side. Yeah. Like, it's just the teams we're actually playing good footy against are not the teams we need to be big in. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, top, um, top eight sides, we can get one or two upsets a year, but the fact yeah, uh, is we, get, we can't beat them consistently. Yeah, I... I think the Dockers put on a few good performances here and there, but I think a lot of their games were really, like, defensively played. I will put that out there. I feel like a lot of their games were defensively played. I feel like some of their games were relying heavily on their defence, and then they would go from defence to attack and try to get a goal from there. And, you know, sometimes they wouldn't do that. But I feel like a few games to the back end of the season for the Dockers were more defensively played than they were attacking played. I know the North Melbourne game, that was more attacking played. But, you know, it's against North Melbourne. So, of course, it's going to be more attacking played because they're pretty, exactly. they were pretty average. But I feel like some games to the back end of the season when, long, when good old 
Justy Longyear was um, coaching. It's sort of, when you think about it in perspective, it makes sense though because they've picked up a defensive coach from Collingwood. So obviously, a lot of his mindset would still be defensive. Obviously, like he would grow out of the defensive mold that he was in as a coach in Frio, like later on. But like you know, a lot of his games when he came into coach were put in a defensive perspective for me. But, you know, it, of course it makes sense because he was a defensive coach at another club. But, you know, obviously yeah, pies, yeah. he can break that. He can obviously break that, surely, <laughs> right? And, um, you know, if he can break that mould, if he can really get the Dockers to a really threatening def- uh, attacking side at the good old Optus Stadium, who knows what could happen. It, it could Who be knows? the Purple Haze just setting themselves well, in. Well, consistency still affect clubs. Like, COVID's not ruled out yet for 2021. Yeah. COVID yeah. is nowhere near ruled out, so that could affect consistency of clubs. Yeah. You'll never know. Um, I want to jump to one last club for this podcast. We're not going to be talking about any just one club for the rest of this episode. <laughs> but I want to jump to the Dons. They to have the a new Dons. coach. Oh. Will... I have no experience with ever hearing this guy. Um, uh, Ben Rutten. I don't know what game style he coaches with Uh, the Bombers in kind of a rebuilding phase with some good young players. Where to from here for the Dons? Oh, man. Like you, I haven't really heard much about their new coach. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I think he's a bit of a fucking dickhead. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, They picked up Peter Wright. They picked up Nick Hind and they, pick up, they picked up Jai Caldwell at the end of the trade period. Um, so they've got an okay list. Well, they've got... <laughs> I say okay because a lot of the list is filled with a few young players here and there. Obviously, um, I think it's going to take a bit for them to develop, obviously, into like a really, really good, exciting club. Um, A lot of players left Essendon this year. There was a lot of players leaving Essendon this year. And I think, obviously, one of the biggest ones was Saad leaving the club. Which left that real, real like you know he was like there. Big gap. He's a there's a gap there. I think yeah. I feel like every player, every club now has that paceman off the back line, off the half back line. You know, um, for Collingwood you have your John Nobles. Maybe for Frio you have your someone's like a Reese Conker. For um, who else? Who else can I give an example from? And for Essendon, well, he, anyway, for Essendon yeah. it was Adam Sart, right? So they've lost that player but um geez they you know maybe maybe a williamson <laughs> maybe williamson but you know I, I yeah feel it's like just not good it's not the same it's not the same it's not the same so adam sard is definitely a big big hole in the bombers uh list obviously um but I think it's going to take them a couple of years before I can see them becoming a true um, premiership threat. I think they're going to finish probably like mid-table or at worst case scenario, um, like 14th or 15th. I can't see them finishing anywhere below that. But, you know, it could happen. Anything could happen during the AFL season. 
you know, exactly. bits and bobs. You, you'll like imagine next year we just see the dogs finish 18th. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, but here's the possibility. <laughs> you know, anything could happen. You know, all their anything players happen. could get injured at that exact moment. Did we predict Port to finish first? No yeah, one. exactly. No, no one. one predicted Port to finish first, and no one predicted them to be on top of the ladder f- during the entire season as well. So yeah, exactly. That, that's what we're trying to say, but. Obviously, I don't think the dogs will finish 18th. But, um, yeah, Essendon, they're a hit-or-miss club. They're, they're really a hit-or-miss club at this rate. You never know. You know, <laughs> it's like what in the Forest Cup movie, it's like with Essendon. You never know what Essendon you got to get. <laughs> so you, no, you're either going to get the fucking good Essendon, you're either going to get the shit Essendon. And, you know, fans obviously would be disappointed with that, you know, I feel like all their fans have that same mindset. It's like, th- this weekend, are we going to get an exciting, uh, good running, a good pace Essendon? Are we going to get that shit Essendon that don't really move the ball around, that, you know, keep turning the ball over? You have that sort of shit mentality. But, yeah, I don't know. They're just a hit-and-miss club. And, sure, they've One got the mo- I reckon they're the biggest hit-and-miss club in the league. Yeah. Oh, I I yeah. think there's no doubt about it. I really there's no think, doubt. There's not. Yeah. There's no, I don't even know why I say I think there is no doubt that they are. <laughs> like you know what Essendon you're gonna get. It's just like it's, it's gonna be a surprise. It's gonna be a surprise. You're gonna go up to the footy in the weekend. So, oh my god, what Essendon am I gonna get? And you open your bloody Whoa. present box and it's a piece of poo. It's been to get into shit Essendon. I, I reckon anyone's <laughs> been that excited to watch an Essendon game. But we'll move on from that. Um, and I actually do want to move a little yeah. away from footy just for one topic quickly. <laughs> I'm no joke. I'm going about six DMs <laughs> this week talking of Essendon. Yep. What happened to Sammy heavy. GFC? Oh, I'm going about six DMs. Legit. I mean, I I, I, need, I need to address it. Otherwise, I'm going. I'm, I need to address it, otherwise I'm going to get yeah. asked this for the next 50 yeah. episodes. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you take the stage for this one, because, you know, okay. it's more you. uh, You've of your realm, but... Yep. Yeah, alright, right, so, so, let's go. What happened? There was an agreement. One night, we were watching Manchester United take on Evergreen. Man, you won. Bruno Fernandes, you star. He's, I'm like, yep. Sammy, we should start a podcast. And he's like, yeah, we should. And then he agreed to be dedicated to the job, to help with the job. Did he do any of that? I'm not trying to sound rude or diss the man, but he didn't. He didn't do any of that. So after we recorded the first episode, which was about a month ago, he didn't send the footage over to release the podcast in three weeks. I have made the logo, the banner, all the thumbnails, everything. I've done all the work. And while we were recording that podcast episode, he was playing FIFA. Is that a dedicated co-host to me? No. So I parted ways with him, and who did I find? Bigger. The man, the myth, the legend. I know he's dedicated, and since he's come on, he's worked really hard to make this a high-production YouTube channel and just make this run a whole lot smoother. So we thank you. That's my address. That's what happens. <sighs> yeah, Sorry. and also Sammy's Sorry. a shit cunt. What? Who said that? What? <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't even be throwing names out there. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into a bit of a lighter mood. Um, I'm just I saw joking, this guys. The other day on- I'm, guys, I'm joking. Please don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this article the other day on the, AF- the AFL's Twitter. And we were, when we were coming up with ideas for this the other day, 
Um, we thought this would be a funny topic to talk about. The best AFL draft names. Mm. Um, yeah. There have been some quite bizarre ones. Uh, leading yes. up to the AFL draft, we thought this would be quite a good topic to visit. Right. Um, okay. I, there's a guy called Rainbow or something. I, 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 can, ha- I can find it right now for you guys. But there, <laughs> there really have been the, some of the most there, bizarre names. There have been some... Yeah, there's been some strange ones. Um... Hang on. <laughs> We've got Irving Mosquito, Steel Sidebottom. So you just think of these. They become regular thinking about them. Mm. But just... Uh, yeah. You don't really I think, think about Clive names... Waterhouse. <laughs> Clive Waterhouse. For the Dockers. <laughs> yeah, you know, big Clive in his Waterhouse. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the funny names. I, I like the funny names. I feel like they bring, like, a sort of, you know, lighter side to the drafty. Um, like, and normally, like, like what, what the would ones you that have the funny... What? Yeah? Sorry, I'll go. I'll go. Um, what would you rather? Tim Smith or Winston Abraham? Like, <laughs> it's just a no-brainer. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> Winston Abraham, lads. Get around, Winston. Oh, Winston. Winston, Winston. with a... Uh, why, if you know what that ad is, I will shout you out on the Instagram page. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. What? Um, it's an ad. If they figure it out, if they know what that ad is, if they've, you know, if they know what that ad's for, Winston no with a Y, if you've ever heard of that ad on no. a particular You'll get a radio shout out station. on the App Fully Boys Poggy Instagram page. Yeah, if yeah. You if, DM you, it if you guys, yeah, if you guys DM me that you know, the, or DM the Footy Boys podcast that you know where that. Um, little little sayings from Winston with a Y, and you got to tell us what company it's from. We will give you a shout out on the Footy Boys podcast Instagram. So easy three followers. Yeah, you know, get get around it. Get around the Footy Boys Potty Instagram as well. You know, at Footy Boys Potty, at Footy Boys Potty on Footy Instagram, Boys TikTok. We're actually Twitch, working very hard at the Twitter. moment to get this out on Spotify. Um, Spotify is yeah, a work in progress. We'll try and get out within the next few episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, we've got some know, other ones. Join our, join our Discord as well because, you know, we could Q&A get podcast, a few of, few on of you on TV. the podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, some other ones. We've got uh, <laughs> Willie Dick, which is Willie just Dick. Willie Dick. Well, uh, <laughs> Willie Dick. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Viojo oh, Rainbow. Oh, penetration of the bowl. Willie Dick, I'll tell you that oh much. Oh my, oh my God! Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do not go there. Um, Earl Spalding. Uh, what was that? Like? What was that? Say that again. Earl Spalding. Spal. Oh right, I thought you said Spal Dick for a second. Like, there's a lot of dicks <laughs> flying around here. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, we've got Stephen Eureka. <laughs> Oh, um, I thought you were going to say Stephen a- Urethra for a second. Bloody hell, what's oh going my. on? Oh, my mind is taking a double from Willie Dick. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> my mind's taking... Willie Dick, <laughs> Stephen Urethra. Just- um. Oh, my. We've got <laughs> J- Graham Johncock. Uh, Donald <laughs> McDonald. Oh, that's it's just That's actually Kagan McDonald. Name. No, I'm joking. Um... Donald McDonald. Imagine being called that as a child. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon he's got yeah, enough imagine, Donald in his name? Bloody hell, Imagine mate. having that much corrupt childhood. Anyway, uh, moving should, away yeah, from this. Surely you're going to have, like, a different name, uh, b- like, before uh, McDonald, right? You, you have to have, like, a s- short and simple name before having the name McDonald, Tom. right? 
Tom McDonald. You can't have the name Donald McDonald. It, no. You, no. You can't do work. that. You can't be doing that. Mum and Dad, McDonald. you need to go back to the fucking writing books. You need to have a good art think about this one because that is an absolute stinker. Stinker. I'm, I'm sure um, Donald McDonald dead, is out so there right now. Oh, rest in peace. Right. I think he's out On his grave, he's had him. Donald McDonald. Uh, is he alive? No, he's 58 years old. No, oh, Donald. He's probably at the bloody place getting his name changed right now as we speak. He was head, he was head coach for Hawthorne yeah. for five games and played 155 oh. games for North Melbourne. League and goalkeeper in 1984. Donald. Oh, big Donaldson. Oh, get around. It turns out having Jeez, Donald in your name is a good omen. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine. Anyway, um, moving away from this yep. very brief topic, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> Donald. Um, who who um, reckon is the saddest player that we see go out of the retirees this season? Ah, oh, jeez. There have been quite a few this season. There have been quite a few. There, there's been quite a hectic few. Obviously, I think everyone knows that Gary Ablett is one of the big ones. The one of the just like obviously. Damn, that's gonna it's gonna hit hard. It's gonna hit hard. You know, not gonna be able to see the little. The little master at his work anymore. It was unfortunate. Couldn't get the job done on grand final night. Um, you know, gave one of the Richmond players an elbow to the head, which was good to see. Um, right. <laughs> nothing against the uh, Richmond players or anything. Um, no, no, but definitely not. Yeah, I think there was a lot. I think we're going to miss the likes of Paul, little Paul Palopolo. Causing a bit of havoc down in the forward line, you know his little small legs pumping. He, when he gets the ball, he just takes a run, kicks a goal, does this and that. Can take a few hangers as well. Poppy's one hell, of my favorite. He was one of my favorite players to watch, legitimately. But yeah, like, a little what, Poppy one of the taking a hanger. Poppy, yeah, it's it's Poppy up there in the pack. Um, and obviously, you got your likes of Brent uh, Ben Stratton as well, who kicked. Was it Ben Stratton? I think it was. Um, yeah, it for was. The Hawks. Yep, he went. I think, yeah, kicking... When he kicked that last goal against the Dogs... Um, or not against the Dogs, against the, uh, the Sun, sorry, in the last round. That was a great touch. He went up in the forward line. Gunston kicks it to Stratton. Stratton goes back, kicks the goal. Everyone gets around it. That's really, like, the type of things that you love to see in footy. It, it really is, you mm. know. And I think at that stage, have- like, the Gold Coast... Uh, yeah. So I was gonna say, what? I think at that stage of the game, the the sun, the Suns uh, <laughs> thought they, you know, the game was over. So you know, I feel like that stage it was like, all right, let's give Stratton the goal, let's make it a good story. So I think all in all, that moment was a was a good, that was one nice, of my special moments of the season. moment. Yeah, I think it was for everyone. Um, to be honest, it was. Uh, we also have Matthew Cruiser, who growing up was one of the most consistent ruckman I ever watched. Mm. Um, he was always just, even if he wasn't had a great game, even if he didn't have a bad game, he was always just solid there. He seemed like a nice bloke. Um, Matthew Cruz, I sat to see him go. Um, your, yeah, your team absolutely. has had quite the few. Dane Beam, <laughs> Lyndon Dunn, Tom Langdon, Ben Reed, uh, Travis Barco. There's been... I think, wild. Yeah, I think that's it. There's been yeah, there's been a few, but I feel like all of them have come because you know, <laughs> they're well, few of them are 
Well, Dane Beams in particular was not in the right zone. So I think him retiring obviously made sense. I think all these retirements made sense in their own way. Uh, Travis Farco turned a bit old. And, you know, during this year, the back end of the season, he wasn't playing that sparkling run sort of footy that, you know, Travis Farco well of. I think Reed. everyone knows Reed is bloody fucking injury prone. He gets injuries every weekend. He comes back into the side and say, oh, he's exactly, yeah. got an injury again. Everyone, yeah, everyone overlaps him and then it's just like, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, sorry, break, what? breaking news. From something you were just oh. talking about before, I've just realised this. Bailey Banfield has been delisted. So, uh, whatever <laughs> we were talking about before, he, he's been delisted. <laughs> I don't know why oh, well, we've done that. Because he's one, there you go. He's one so, of our uh, most young and up Bailey Badfield, um, He's gone. Has been delisted from the Dockers, and uh, the Dockers will now not be making the top eight because he is out. James Frawley's been an interesting one because he retired, and now he's back to... And then he's um, back for the Saders. To, to Oga Daddy Froy, um, yeah, St Kilda, uh, which is great yeah, to see. I, I think it, I think it's funny when a player says they retire and then they come back to play for another club. Obviously, Luke Hodge retired, then returned for um, the Lions, which I think is a bit, you know, yeah. It, I think he should have just left it as, as a one club player. It's a strange thing because normally when you say you retire, like that's it, you know, I'm hanging the boots up, that's it, no more, but. Then they come back in, you know, in your mind, you're like, it's a bit of a strange thing to think about, right? Because and they said, okay, that that's enough. And then they've obviously thought, you know what? That's not enough. I'm going to come back for a few more seasons. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, you know? um, oh, well, uh, what is it? Uh, Isaac Smith didn't retire. He's gone to Geelong. But I think it's just a strange mm. decision not to become a, to be a one club player. <laughs> like Hawthorne were willingly wanting to have him, but he's just mm. gone to his arch rival. That's something I really yeah, don't I don't, understand. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, he's turning old. And as we all know, Geelong are just the bloody elderly home for the AFL at this rate. They've got all the oldies at their fucking club. I've got a few youngies here and there. But most of their bloody list is oldies. you got the likes of Duncan. You've got Selwood. You've got Smith now. Um, I don't know how old Dangerfield is. I'm just going to chuck him in for lols. Um, you got Hawkins, who's a bit old. Um, you got, uh, I'm pretty sure, re- Taylor, you know, he, he's had his time, so he, I'm pretty sure he retired at this rate, unless he's went on for another year, if he did fire out, that bloke is so old, and, um, yeah, they've got, <laughs> they've got a few oldies, I'm pretty sure Sean Higgins is a bit old, and he'll be added to their list, um, I don't think, Jeremy Cameron is too old at this stage. I think he's still in no, that good age, you know, frame. But besides that, they've got a lot of oldies. They've got a lot of oldies on their bloody list, Geelong. But, you know, they, they do well. They do well. They, they Geelong picked the right oldies, if you get what I'm saying. They picked the right they, oldies. They, they like you think, they, they, okay, they've this, done well with it. This, play, this player is too old, but they go to Geelong and somehow they get close to winning a premiership. So I don't know what they're injecting. Are they Ge- still a Geelong chance? <laughs> Are Geelong still what? a chance for a premiership next year, do you reckon? Their premiership window is wide open. You know, with Jeremy no, Cameron, their 
forward line is insane. Their forward line is insane. They've got Sean Higgins. I think Sean Higgins is a great player, and I think a lot of people thought of him as a bad player, but I think he has the potential, and he was only a bad player because he was playing for a club like North Melbourne. He didn't know what to do with him. They put him on the wing. They put him in the midfield, back to the wing. He, he would never stay at that one spot, and I feel like... The midfield or the centre is a great spot for Sean Higgins. You can chuck him on the wing here and there if you need to, but, you know, I feel like if the Cats use him right, he can become a real, real good star player. And I feel like the Cats always use their fucking players right, which pisses me off. But, yeah, they, they if they can use Higgins right, they can really, really, really penetrate into Definitely. the finals they can, this year. They can penetrate with Sean so. Higgins. What? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people weren't too hyped about him going cats. I'm like, that's a great pickup. Anyway, um, yeah. aside from that, I want to talk about the Cameron and Hawkins duo. Do you reckon it will mm. work as well as combos like Darling and Kennedy, Rewalt and Lynch? Do you reckon that I, will have the same effect as them? I think it will have <laughs> an even better effect, to be honest. I mean, you've had, what, what you got? you got the Coleman medalist of this year and now he's playing with the Coleman medalist of 2019 right years, it's yeah. insane so I don't know obviously Jeremy Cameron didn't have the biggest year this year but obviously not a lot of good players that normally play good had the biggest year this year they had a few of them had some bad years here and there but uh, bad games here and there this year but um yeah I feel like Cameron, with the refresh here, if all goes to plan, if everything is sort of back to normal, if they're playing games back at the Cattery, if there's a few people in the crowd that can watch, I feel like Jeremy Cameron could really, you know, really, really get the cats up and about. They, he could really just uh, kick a lot of goals, kick a shit ton of goals. I feel like they'll. That's what I feel you want like your forward to do, kick goals. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy thought, but I feel like he could kick not just a few goals, but he could kick a lot of goals, which is yeah, no, it's crazy. But yeah, I feel I do feel like they will click together. I feel like they're that forward line where you you, you hear that saying on the TV a lot, like that's a forward knowing what a forward wants. I feel like that's gonna be Jeremy Cameron and Hawkins every game. I feel like they'll know what each other wants and I feel like they'll cause havoc. I feel like it's just having Cabin in your side is a great, you know, you know, um, inclusion. And especially like it's it's sort of like a plan ahead. Like if Hawkins get injured, okay, we still have Cabin. If if Cabin gets injured, okay, we still have Hawkins. If they both get injured, well, then shit, but that you shit. know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen, but if it does, it is what it is and you know, we'll see what happens from there, but I feel like, yeah, they will definitely click together. What do you, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Do you reckon they will? Uh, oh, I reckon it's very close. I think they will. Obviously, um, they won't be down the same end, as, end of the ground, if you know what I'm saying. They'll probably bring Cameron yeah. up to center half forward. I reckon you'll keep Hawkins down at full forward, mm. in my eyes. Obviously, Cameron has a bigger yeah. body, but I reckon he'll just fit better there. Um, yeah. Obviously, I reckon Hawkins behind Cameron will probably be the second option. Uh, that's a rough call. That's a big controversy, what I'm saying here. But I reckon mm. Hawkins will be the second option. If Cameron gets back into form, he is a force to be reckoned with with his massive body. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, like you said, on the half-forward line with Cameron, I think it's 
a fairly good idea because um, Cameron, you know, Hawkins, he's a bit older. He's not going to be doing that sort of Can't run and chase. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with Cameron, you know, he can be that real, like, menacing half-forward line player. He can give a run and chase here and there, tackle a few people, and then get the ball into the forward line and all that. So... Yeah, I feel like it's a great inclusion for the Cats. I feel like they've done well there to just nab him, to just nab him this trade period. Bastards. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Um, I've, I've noticed what we've talked about today has actually overruled a lot of my uh, 2021 predictions, uh, which just came out like a few hours ago. So I don't know what I was thinking like there. Um, that's it, just huh? the early. So, hmm, yep. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think we're going to wrap up the party there. I think we've just ticked over the 45-minute mark almost. Um, so yeah, bigger. Yep. Um, it's been a pleasure doing the first poggy with you. Yeah, Lots it's more to come. An absolute uh, fun time here at the Footy Boys podcast, lads. Hey. And uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, if yeah, <laughs> <laughs> interesting, Alfred. Anyway, uh, obviously, go follow all our socials: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is all at Footy Boys Poggy. There'll be highlight oh, clips during the week after the full episode. So that should be fun. Twitch.tv forward slash Poggy for some yep. gaming streams. Get like, around you know, it. Get, get around um, it. Uh, there'll be AFL oh, watch when the grow. season comes back. Oh, jeez. Bigger's having a good yeah, time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for watching. And I uh, hope to see grow. you next time. Watch see the ya. space. We're going to grow. We're going to grow. <laughs>